0: I'm Chelsea. I'm Deidre. And this... (laughs) And we're giving you... A Million Murders! (laughs) How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Doing good. So, last week... Well, not last week because it was yours, but mm-hmm. the last, my Time last episode last. was Serial Killer Encounters. Mm-hmm. And I have a part two, which I think I said that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, that's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. If I can get this. I love these. These okay. give me all the life. I know. The need. So, this first dude... Is Paul Bernardo. Oh, okay. Yes. There's a few on him. Mm hmm. My aunt went to high school with Canada's most notorious serial killer, Paul Bernardo. She still has the yearbook he signed. Mm. See you at the bus stop, Paul. What's no you it? won't, sir. For those who don't know murdering girls, he was the hmm. Scarborough rapist? Scarborough. Scarborough rapist?
1: So you you just had the wrong emphasis on the saliva. Yeah, I almost
0: had it. Yeah. Who stalked and raped dozens of young women and teenage girls, many of whom he stalked out at bus shelters in the neighborhood, which, wow. Yeah. Mm-mm. My mom, <clears throat> this is a different one. Different story on him. Um, my mom taught Paul Bernardo while he was in university. She had him switched to a different class due to him eyeing her down constantly and at that point. She made sure not to get near him. Good call on her part. Yeah. Ugh. So this was in early nineteen eighties, Scar- hmm. Scarborough. Scarborough before the Paul Bernardo case was made public. One night my mom was walking home from a party alone and was approached by a car with what she said was a pretty attractive guy. Mm-hmm. He tried to give her a ride home and kept trying to get her to get in the car. She started walking away, and he followed in the car getting get more aggressive. First of all, if I say no, go. Get get Leave on. me alone. No means no. Yeah. Mm-mm. Finally, the guy got out of his car and was trying to get her into the passenger side. Oh no! As soon as he touched her arm, she kneed him in the balls. Yes, and ran across Lawrence Avenue into a gas station. I love how they like said the road name. <laughs> yes, Lawrence Avenue. Right across Lawrence. Eventually, he got back in his car and left, and my mom continued home. Now, my popper precinct for City of Toronto, and was a hundred percent aware of this. Scarborough.
1: Scarborough.
0: (laughs) Rapist at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. How the F could he not tell his young daughter about it?
1: For real, though. Like, you gotta tell people. Let someone know. She
0: found out who it was once she told my papa, and he knew what kind of car it was. He then told her what was going on. Well,
1: (laughs) almost too late. Could you imagine? Like, you would think, though, that he
0: would have because that's his daughter. There's A serial. Keep an eye out, like yeah. Keep make sure look look for this card. Like you got all the
1: yes, you've got all the info that she needs to stay aware, and you didn't give her any of it. it. And it could have been because he thought she was gonna be afraid. No, I I, I will be afraid and on the lookout though. Best to believe. Mm
0: In 1990, I was home visiting my parents with my newborn daughter. My sister stopped by with her friends to see me, and she introduced me to them. Mm mm. Oh, my elbow. The most polite one I met called me ma'am. His name was Paul. Ooh. I thought it was kind of odd that he called me that. I was only 23. (laughs) I was in the military at the time. I was being polite because of being in the military. Mm hmm. A month or two went by. I found out the Paul I met was Paul Bernardo. What a shit show that was. Oh, my God. I was like, oof. I was only 23. <laughs> Mark, the baseline killer. <laughs> okay. This didn't happen to me, but it happened to my mom. I'm not sure if anyone remembers, but back in 2005, there was a guy going around Phoenix. Yeah, Arizona. Killing, yeah. raping, kidnapping, and a total of 35 women. Mm. At the time, my mom was a professor at ASU. The building that she was working in was under construction. Just so happens this guy used to work in construction. One day, as my mom was walking to her car, she noticed a guy in a construction outfit and he had weird hair. The baseline killer was, was known to wear wigs, so he most likely mm-hmm. had a wig on. Mm-mm. Luckily, she was around three feet from her car when she noticed him. She told me the smile that he gave her sent a chill down her spine and something in her head told her to get in her car as as possible and lock the doors. She told me of this when she got home from work. I didn't think much of it at the time. A couple, months, uh, a couple of months, almost a full year later, so I guess a year and a couple months later, <laughs> when his identity was discovered, she froze and said, that's the guy that was him Mm -mm. i remember that Mm. face it also turns out that the killer grew up with my basketball coach and they were best friends in high school small world Mm -mm. (laughs) okay do you know harry steiner steiner gary steiner Steiner. is it that g look like a c that is not no g now that's a G. It says Carrie. Maybe. See, there's a G. There's a C. Yeah, no, that's Carrie. Okay. Carrie Steiner. Yeah.
1: Okay. Did oh, I say Steiner? I can't remember. I think I said Steiner because I was thinking of somebody else, but this sounds familiar.
0: Well, he had already committed the murders at this point, but Carrie Steiner, Steiner, whatever. Yeah, I think it's Steiner. Tried to rent my neighbor's house. Me, 12 at the time, and my 17-year-old sister would have probably been prime candidates for his next victims. He was found at the nudist colony down the street. Ooh. But I don't know what he did. Yeah, I was about to look it up, but... So, we all know <laughs> Gary, the Green River Killer. Ooh, Gary. AKA Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. Oh, I live next to Gary Ridgway, A.K.A. the Green River Killer.
1: Wait, Carrie Stainer is the guy, the one I was talking about last week. Remember last week? I was like, "There's a guy, and he his brother was kidnapped, and then he turned into a serial killer." That's him. Oh. Yes, I knew his name sounded familiar, but it was gonna take me a minute. But yeah, that's him. <laughs> See, look.
0: <laughs> oh my! It Linda. does look. He looked like mm-hmm. Kyle. I'm sorry, Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. He don't listen to Yeah, (laughs) I lived next to Gary, a.k.a. the Green River Killer. Mm -hmm. Odd guy and overly friendly. Mm -hmm. Found out from my mom, who called me minutes before it broke out on the news. It was so surreal. The killings were an unsolved mystery for years, almost to the point of supernatural. My friend lived across the street from the Green River Killer, Gary Ridgway, when he was a child. He said he has few memories of him, but he seemed like a nice, normal man. Serial killers are generally good at not standing out too much. Mhm. Ugh. Like, ooh. Ooh. Henry Lee Lucas. Mhm.
1: Yeah, and I know him he too.
0: He probably is. Probably. Okay, so this is weird, but my mom ran into Henry Lee Lucas years ago. She was a social worker in a super rural place. I don't know why I'm laughing. Mm. She used to pick up candy for her kids, clients, Mm -hmm. before meeting with them. She worked with kids with disabilities, getting them services, and she'd often stock up on candy, you know, because the families were pretty poor and didn't get sweets often. She would get enough for all the kids to get a piece, so she had a lot of candy in her cart. This guy was talking to her, And was super nice and talkative and was asking about the candy. She told him what it was for and being super friendly herself kept the conversation going. Mm -mm. He told her he wished he had someone like her around when he was a kid and laughed. She looked at his face and she says she can't explain it, but it just changed. Like it was something else for a minute and then went back to his regular face. Oh, no. She suddenly got this super nauseous feeling and started feeling just generally, generally terrible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She started being kind of short with him and they parted ways. <clears throat> she told my dad about it and said she didn't know what was wrong with her. She didn't know what was wrong with her and how she might be losing her mind. Mm-mm. A few months later, he pops up on on screen for some reason or another. She freaked out and told my dad it was him. I guess her phone or something. Mm-hmm. My mom's not into making things up or fantastic attention-seeking behavior. My dad certainly is not into that either, so it was a weird situation, and they both claim it happened, on, it happened to this day. I know it sounds out there, but I always figured maybe it was some supernatural thing or maybe she subconsciously caught on to something weird going on that she couldn't quite process, and it came out this way instead. Like, you know, people talk about having bad feelings and attribute it to something something's off. Mm -hmm. Some people speculate that many times we catch on to things on some level, like some animal level, that we can't totally process in our conscious mind. So it comes out in ways like hair standing up, skin crawling. So who knows if it was some unseen force or simply her lizard brain picking up on something (laughs) being off Mm -hmm. and that was the way her mind chose to process it well whatever it was though she swears up and down it happened and since she has never made things up or acted hysterical before i believe something happened for sure yeah like i wish i had somebody like you and i I was like what candy first yeah oh
1: that makes and like if he did have somebody like that maybe he wouldn't have but Maybe. I can't, I can't remember which one he is. I feel like he has a nickname, or he just—he's Henry Lee Lucas for sure is like what they call him. But
0: yeah. okay, so this one probably gonna say it wrong. Carla Homoka,
1: you said it right, Bill. Get up hey, hey, up. hey, hey! I feel like we need music, like dun 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 dun. Hey, oh, I can't
0: believe hey. it,
1: y'all. Hey, come on, Carla Homoka,
0: you no. better get it, bitch.
1: You have to cut that out, I guess. But anyway, Carla Homoka. Look, you, yep, you, had I, uh, it. you
0: had it Carla Homolka was the veterinarian technician At the vet we took our dog to I was super young and barely remember her Though my parents said she was Sunny vibrant <laughs> You'd never expect a thing Paul Bernardo was the same Sunny disposition The two of them earned the nickname Of the Ken and Barbie killers For this reason They both seemed Lovely and you'd never expect a thing this veterinarian clinic was the place, was the same place she stole tranquilizers with, which she drugged some of the victims. Mm. So, this next one, definitely going to say it wrong, because <laughs> ferion Wardrip. Let
1: me see. I don't know. No,
0: that looks right to me. Farion Wardrip. Yeah. I've never heard of them. I it said it like it's spelled. <laughs> When I was a teenager, my church youth group visited another church in Olney, Texas. One of the worship leaders there greeted greeted us and led us in some songs. His name was Ferion Wardrick. A few years later, he was proven to have killed at least five women in our small area of north central Texas. He's Ooh. currently serving consecutive, excuse me, life sentences. Dennis.
1: Dennis Raider, TK. What
0: well, his punk tail. So me and my mom lived in Park City, Kansas through the 90s. BTK was a compliance officer for the city. Basically wrote citations for property compliance and handled animal control.
1: Mhm.
0: He came to our house to write us up for not having our front lawn mowed to city requirements. Of course, that was on me. My chores included keeping the grass (laughs) mowed. Looking back, it definitely seems odd as the front yard grass wasn't super out of control or anything. Yeah, it didn't matter. He was such a jerk. Well, at the time, it just seemed like a guy who was serious about his job. I know when he worked as a security installation professional that he used those opportunities to scout for potential victims. Mm-hmm. Not just compliance officer to do the same sort of scouting, but my guess is that he did. His last victim was in Park City in 91, though his visit to us was after that. Didn't think anything of it until he was arrested, and my mom and I eventually realized he had come to our house. Uh. During a family get-together some years back, my second cousins start talking about their 40th high school reunion. Dang. <laughs> They bust out the pictures that show themselves sitting next to this friendly looking guy. The area he had been on. Oh, the area had been on edge again. The serial killer's letters detailing some murder showing up at the cop shop. Did you understand that? Uh Uh-uh. I didn't either.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I did.
0: It was like. It says the area had been on edge again. This with the serial killer's letters, detail murders showing up at the cop shop. As it turns out, they graduated in this raider, the park official who dubbed himself BTK.
1: Okay, so he's talking about the letters that he sent to the cops. Everybody, because oh. it was years and years before he started, like everybody was kind of like well i guess he's gone and then oh, there, yeah. he was like oh no i need to tell people mm-hmm. that i'm still around and he started sending those messages and so everybody was like oh lord is he gonna start killing again and then i don't remember if he ever got to before they caught him with the whole floppy disk thing I know, Dad, you know. <laughs> he was like can you can you trace a floppy disk and they were like no of course you can't and then they were like <laughs> boom gotcha
0: my cousin said he was a friendly and sociable man, a little awkward, but disarming. It was not long after the reunion, his arrest made national headlines for his 30-year killing spree. On another note, a quick Google search a few months back turned out that a childhood playmate is serving 35 to life for gun, drug, and burglary charges. Mm. This came as a surprise to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not me, but my grandma... And she, her (laughs) son, but she grew up in this place, or she grew up in the place and time that Peter Manuel was killing. Her parents knew the family, and a friend of her own family was even frequently threatened by Manuel. Mm. Interestingly, apparently, everyone was very aware that Manuel was a serial killer.
1: What? I'm like, hey... You know he'd be killing people. Right? What? Well, like, hello? Well, somebody's tell the
0: police. What's up, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how you doing? Just like, sh- For the record, Manuel was eventually caught when he was found using money he had stolen from someone's home after gunning down all the inhabitants, including one 10-year-old boy. Oh, my God. Leave that child alone. He had then stayed in their house for a week and even gave a ride to a police officer he was investigating one of Manuel's killings in the car of the people he had just killed. Uh uh-uh. uh Harold Shipman. <laughs> he looks <laughs> creepy. Mm-mm. When I was young, my family doctor was Harold Shipman. Oh my! He was the most pro- <laughs> prolific serial killer in UK history. Oh oh okay, We've got a UK. Brit. <clears throat> it was too young to remember ever visiting him, or I was too young. <laughs> I said it, like, Mm. but my parents always tell stories of how he came across as a nice guy and seemed a massive part of the community. He killed elderly women, Uh. which was part of the reason he wasn't caught for years, as the families didn't find it suspicious. Oh, when they hadn't heard from him. He was eventually caught as he altered the will of one lady he murdered. Many people didn't believe it at the time, and some believed he was doing it. Doing it as a form of in, euthanasia. Yeah, euthanasia. Mm-hmm. He was found guilty, and it's believed that he killed two hundred and fifty plus people over his lifetime. Dang, jeez. Scary to think that I've been in the same room as that man. Ooh, girl, he be touching your teeth or no? A family doctor didn't say Dennis. Like Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone said, "I encountered, <laughs> I encountered Harold Shipman. I guess, but being only." Only nine months old at the time. I don't remember much about it. (laughs) My grandma, who was an estate agent, was called by a doctor explaining he'd have to push back their meeting to sell his surgery. He told her he was being questioned by the police, but advised it was silly, it was a silly reason, and he'd rearrange for the week after. Mm-hmm. The doctor was Harold Shipman Who was charged with the murder of over This says 300 patients Whew, We got to have to dig into him I know mm-hmm. Paul Oh I mean her, Harold <laughs> You ain't looking good bro. It's not looking good Wesley Allen Dode Is it Dod Dodd, 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 I don't know
1: Dodd, Dodd, I don't know He's a killer Who cares I'm just proud you said Carla Homoka. Like, it rolled right <laughs> off your tongue, like, Carla Homoka. I said, hey!
0: Okay. I had a run-in with Wesley Allen Dode at a campground in Leavenworth, WA, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> he was running around the camp around... He was running around camp naked... Mm-mm. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Openly masturbating and basically scaring the crap out of everyone. Ew! Stole my Levi's out of my tent when <laughs> when we went to call the police. <laughs> I chased after him and he was going <laughs> and he was going to beat him, but he was too fast. He was later arrested by the sheriff, who who declined to return my jeans, <laughs> as they were all he had on. Oh, god. they hung him in the Walla Walla. D.C. Sniper, Jr. I went to high school with D.C. Sniper. There was the dad, Ja Muhammad, who stayed at at the all-men's homeless shelter. Then there was the kid, Lee Boyd Malvo, who went to high school like a normal kid. He was actually pretty nice. I wasn't the coolest cat in town, and I dropped my books and papers one day, and he helped me pick them up. I didn't have too much of an interaction with him except that he was an okay dude. Some of my friends knew him better and said the same. Malvo left my hometown and went around murdering people with his weird surrogate dad for a while. Then he got caught. It was the week before Halloween Productions class was filming an investigative story about his ghost clown about this ghost clown who lived under the stairs, Mm-mm. <laughs> but was actually a guy. It's a little chilly out, and there's a perfect layer of fog covering the parking lot where we're filming, kind of helping it look spooky. Oh, they were Mm -hmm. filming. Okay. In the the climatic scene, the ghost clown, homeless guy, jumps onto the hood of a car and is screaming, I want some beans, as loud as he can. (laughs) Mm -mm. All of a sudden... A news van from the major market just south of us pulls up. We all thought someone had called the cops or the news or something to report a crazy clown costume guy who really wants beans running around the high school. Turns out they just want a yearbook so that they can identify or verify that Malvo went to high school. Went to this high school. We hung around for a while, finished our shoot. The cameraman wanted to interview the guy and the clown get up, but the douchey news guy wouldn't let him. Well... <laughs> yeah. How rude. Robert Pickton. Mm-hmm.
1: You know him? It sounds familiar, but I don't. But I don't know for sure.
0: Well, when I was a kid, around 10 and 11, my dad and I would go to livestock auctions on weekends. We always saw a lot of the same people, and I remember seeing this guy every single time. I remember him because he was just so gross. <laughs> He had greasy-looking hair that was balding on top, and it was was thin and shoulder-length. Dirt-stained clothes. Ugh. And he sat in front of us all the time, and he had plumber's butt.
1: Mm-mm. Oh no! the crack out.
0: <laughs> sometimes he would make small talk with my dad if he was near us in line to pay or to get coffee, and I don't remember any of the conversations, but I remember him just being a creepy guy. Anyways, fast forward a few years, and we were watching the news, and this guy's picture shows up. My mom turned the TV up, and she was so baffled because she also recognized him. She went to school with him and was good friends with his sister. Mm-mm. It was Robert Picton. For anyone who isn't familiar, <laughs> he's from Canada, and he is Canada's biggest serial killer. He admitted to killing 49 sex workers and feeding the remains to his The pigs, pigs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Coquitlam, B.C., Canada.
1: Yeah, British Columbia, Canada.
0: Okay. Kenneth the Hillside Stranger. I'm... (laughs) 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 Kenneth the Hillside... (laughs) Oh, my lander. Oh, my lander. The
1: hash slinging slash (laughs) shrieking.
0: Kenneth The Hillside Strangler Bianchi Bianchi. Dang it. I was gonna say Bianchi, but I was like, you know what? It's probably gonna be wrong. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Kenneth Bianchi came into my apartment when I was about two and a half. My mom was home with me. He asked if my father Mike was home. Mom said no. Let him in. Why? (laughs) The head's work friend. (laughs) 1978 small town. That's why. (laughs) It just answered your question. (laughs) The old folk neighbors across the country, across the courtyard, kept staring (laughs) out their large window and into ours. So oddly, my mother noticed, and Bianchi (laughs) was getting super nervous. I'm struggling. (laughs) He told my mother he would see my dad. Later, and left his name. He took off. My mother told my father when he got home, and he didn't know anyone by that name at work. <gasps> uh. No, 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 no. My mother didn't put things together until after the capture. My uncle also got close to a fight with Bianchi at a laundromat. <laughs> he ended up going outside or something, and two federal agents came up and warned my uncle to let it go and leave. That the guy was a dangerous man under investigation. mm According to my mom, her brother was picked up by Ian Brady before he and Myra started killing children. Yes, my nan letting my mom and her siblings won- wander around towns and even take the train bus to others. Ian came up to my uncle, not sure what age he was at the time, but mom said they were children, so I'm guessing about hmm. and offered to drive her or offered to drive home around the moors on a motorbike. My uncle accepted and they drove around for a while but he asked to go back to Ian. He... (laughs) He he asked to go back so Ian took him back. Mm. I'm not sure if it was him but if it was him then it would have been when he was sussing out practicing how to pull off the abductions and murders.
1: Yes. No, they were real bad. Real, real bad. I can't remember if it's Carla Hamoka or Myra I don't remember which one it is but or it could have been both of them one of them had a sister and they killed the sister Mm-mm. or like it was just bad it was just real
0: well that's the end of my little uh <clears> thank <throat> you so. hope you enjoyed it
1: I did I did I love a good serial killer interaction
0: well you can Email us at a million murders and tell us stories. Send us stuff. What have you? Yes. Yes. And
1: you can follow us on Instagram at a million murders where you can see the people, the victims, the places that we're talking about. And we also have a Facebook group called a million murders and you can go on there and You know, follow us if we have any updates. We put them there and eventually we'll do something with it.
0: (laughs) Eventually. Eventually. Well, thanks for tuning in.
1: And we hope you come back for
0: a million million more. more. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Farewell. (laughs) (laughs) Afitas and goodbye Because you you know I didn't know. (laughs) Uh -uh. Bye.